Pushnang Swavloka Sianakalpatevai Jats Tama prapadieta yata vimuta. Bidvarna pitanda no yakutumbam. Pushnan swaloka yanakalpatevai. Jasuya para que avivinan babas. Tama prapadieta yata vimuta. Vivana pitanda no yakutumban. Pushnam swaloka nakal. Nakalpatevai Jasuit, sorry, Jasuia para que avivin navavas Tama prapadieta yata vimuta. Could you like to repeat, please? Vivana pitanda no jacotumban. Vivana Vivana pitanda no jacotumban. Pushna swakloka yanakalpate by. Japsina vakya vipina sukya. Tama prapadieta yatavimodha. Vivana pitanda no jacotumban. Rushpana coca. Ladies, please. Tana pitana pinakotungan. Tishana kanaka. 
Thank you. Translation word by word. If you can repeat after me, please. Vivan knowing the inconvenience of material existence, especially the household life. Api, although itam das danuja. Oson of the of demons, Kutumba, the family members or extended family members, like one's community, society, nation or union of nations. Pus, sorry, Pusnam. Providing with all, in, uh, sorry, providing with all the necessities of life. Swalokaya, in understanding himself. Na, not. Kalpate, capable. Be. By sorry, by indeed, ya he who suya my own parakia belonging to others, vivina separate, vava having a conception of life, tama. Nothing but darkness. Prapadieta enters. Yata just as. Bimudha a person without education. Or one who is like an animal. Translation. My all oh my friends, son of demons. In this material world, even those who are apparently advanced in education having, uh, have the propensity to consider this is mine and that is for others. Thus, they are always engaged in providing the necessities of life to their families in a limited conception of family life. Just like an educated cat, just sorry, just like uneducated cats and dogs, they are unable to take the spiritual knowledge. Instead, they are bewildered and covered and overcome by ignorance. Okay. Purpose. In human society, there are attempts to educate the human beings, but for animal society, there, there is no such system. Not are animals able to be educated. Therefore, animals and unintelligent men are called bimudas or ignorance, 
bewildered without, uh, whereas an educated person is called vivan. The real vivan is one who tries to understand his own position within this material world. Should I repeat that part? Yeah, sounds interesting. I think, to my understanding, it's one important concept. He said, uh, whereas an educated person is called Vivan, and the real Vivan is one who tries to understand his own position within this material world. For example, when Sanatan Goswami submitted to, lotus, to the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his first question was, ¿Qué a mí? ¿Qué amara yare tapa traya? In other words, he wanted to know his constitutional position and why he was suffering from the threefold miseries of material existence. This is the process of education. If one does not ask who I am, what is the goal of my life, but instead following the same animal propensities as cats and dogs, what is the use of his education? As discussed in the previous verse, the living beings is entrapped in, this, in his fruitive activities, exactly like silkworm trapped in his own cocoon. Following, fol, foolish persons are generally engaged by their fruitive activities, karma, because of a strong desire to enjoy the material world. Such attract attracted person become involved in society, community, and nations, and waste their time, not having profited from having obtained human form. Especially in this age, Kali Yuga, great leaders, politicians, philosophers, and scientists are all engaged in foolish activities, thinking this is mine, this is yours. The scientists invent, invent, invent nuclear weapons and collaborate with big leaders to protect the interests of their own nations or society. In this verse, however, it is clearly stated that despite their so-called advanced knowledge, they actually have the same mentality as cats and dogs. As cat, dogs, and other animals, not knowing their true interests in life, become increasingly involved in ignorance. The so-called educated persons who does not know his own self-interest or the true goal of life become increasingly involved in materialism. Therefore, Pralat Maharaj advise everyone to follow the principles of Varnashram Dharma. Especially at certain point, one must give up family life and take the renounced order of life to cultivate spiritual knowledge 
and thus become liberated. This is true. This is further discussed in the following verses. Onangenati Miranda Shia Gyanangyana Shalakaja Chakshuralumitanje Natasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Mukankaroti Vatsalam Fangun Langa Yate Girim Jatkripata Mahambande Sri Gurudi Natarinam Brahmananda Vardhanan Sri Chaitanya Ishvaram Namaom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimate Vaktivedanta Swami Itinamine Maum Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimate Hanuma Prestaka Swami Itinamine Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Kadatara Sri Vash Adhikora Vakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. Vantakalpataraviya Chakripasinavya Chapatita Nampavanivya Vaishnavivya Namahonamha. Thank you so much for being in the Srimadvata class today. It's very cold, raining morning. Despite of those inconveniences, you are faithfully present here. So my gratitude to you all. And also, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to serve you. Honestly, I was thinking maybe I should request somebody else to give the class because we were having very nice flow of the class the previous days. Jagatarini Mataji, nice collection of verses, and yesterday, amazing class with His, Holiness, His Grace, Burijan Prabhu. And today, I was, I was thinking, oh, it would be nice if we can continue that flow, but. Uh, I personally consider myself incapable to do that. So with your all help and blessings, perhaps we can try to honor Srimad Bhavatan and uplift ourselves in our understanding and our cons spiritual consciousness as well. So thank you so much. So this text is quite interesting, the way how Prahlad Maharaj is instructing. Um, I thought. Perhaps it would be good if we can maybe uh, analyze a little bit what he, how he starts talking with uh, his friends, Prahlad Maharaj, because uh, the, in the beginning he said uh, important points that when I was reading I thought, oh, it would be interesting to point it out and maybe we can all uh, reflect upon that, how Prahlad Maharaj is presenting the philosophy, how he's preaching. So, learning from expert preachers, maybe in that way also we can learn to preach, and especially to preach ourselves. How he starts. So the first text, uh, when he is starting preaching, his friends, he pointed out something very important. Do you remember what was he pointed out? what Prahlad Maharaj, how he started preaching. Anybody remember about it? Yes, Prabhu. Uh, you mentioned that they were young, so they should take up the Vajrasarasa at a tender age. Mm, yeah, well, that's one of the first points that he mentioned. Yes, Mataji. Yeah, that's right. That is the first point that he started talking about. 
First, he wanted to emphasize that there are a lot of forms of lives. Now, we know about because of the Shastras that there are how many millions of form, different forms of life? 8.4 millions of different forms of life. And human life, it's very rare because it's among the, that, 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 between the, that quantity or 8 millions, very few forms of life is there. So it's very rare to have human form of life, to achieve form, form, human form. So now, because we got that form, so we need to understand the value of this form of life, the human form of life. So he started from that point. We need to be mindful that being human or being in the human form of or human body, it's very rare. So it's not frequent, it's not easy to obtain. So that's a very valuable thing, okay? So because it's very valuable, it's also different from other forms of life. Why is different that human form of life? Do we have any idea why this form of life, human form of life is more valuable than other forms of life? Because he said that is the, by having a human form of life, we have the opportunity to perform devotional service. Because of that is valuable, the human form of life. Other form of life, it's very difficult to obtain or to be engaged consciously in devotional activities. But at the same time, we know that the devotional service is beyond these external forms. Even we see among devotees and devotees communities that even animals sometimes are engaged in devotional service. In the past time of Lord Chaitanya, for example, we saw that a dog, he obtained a very exalted position. Uh, yes, a street dog. He joined the Harinam party and he was engaged in, pre, uh, in the association of devotees and he received also very personal and special mercy from Lord Chaitanya. Though he was engaged in devotion, but it's very rare. Not all dogs act in that way. They have that opportunity to be engaged in emotional service. But human form of life is the ideal form of life that helps us or give us the opportunity to be engaged in devotional service. So for that reason, it's very valuable, very precious. But at the same time, as Prahlad Maharaj said, it's very rare. So now, if we understand that importance of all this form of, this form of life, human form of life, then so we can see, okay, if by being engaged in devotion as service, oh, it's giving me the purpose of my existence as a human being, so what is the goal of that? Why being engaged in devotion as service? And I personally found quite interesting how he presented in the same text they said that devotional service actually is a natural propensity of the living beings. So, Prahlad Maharaj, despite of emphasizing the importance of being uh, in the human form of life that is very rare, he said also all the living entities should be engaged in devotional service. So he is 
okay, broadening a little bit more the options of devotional service, all living entities. And he said, because it's natural. So we hear that all the time when we study or hear from the Shastras that uh, our constitutional position is service. It's part of the living entity nature, our dharma, our sanat and dharma. And Prahlad Maharaj is emphasizing that point. It's natural to be engaged in devotional service. And but also he said, why is natural to be engaged in devotional service? That is quite important. He mentioned three points. Somebody remember why it's natural to be engaged in devotional service that Prahlad Maharaj said? Three important things that then make me realize or reflect upon why we have the tendency to serve. What is the motive that prompts us to serve others? For example, we analyze why we want to satisfy, to please somebody. We have some causes. What motivates us to do that? And Prahlad Maharaj said there are three. One of them is to be engaged in devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead is because he is the most beloved. It's out of love we have that tendency to be engaged in this devotion and service to Krishna because he is the most lovable person. So out of love, it's naturally that we will try to be engaged in service of the person that we love. So in that way, it's natural for the living entity as a spiritual soul, out of love, because that is our our natural activity to be engaged to please Krishna because he is the most lovable person. Then the another, other reason he presented is because Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is the master of all living beings, is the, is the master of all souls, spiritual souls. So another point, if we analyze why people are engaged in services out of duty, because of the servitude to the master. So Prahlad was very aware of that too. He presented that he is the master of all souls. And the, the last point he presented, he said, is because Krishna is our well-wisher. The three points that he presented, I said, oh, wow, interesting. It's because when we feel that uh, somebody cares for us, naturally in us goes the tendency to reciprocate. So when we feel that somebody cares, that's my well-wishers, I'll reciprocate by doing something for that person. So that is the way how Prahlad Maharaj presented in the, this first text when he talked about the human form of life is rare and devotional service is natural because Krishna is the most lovable, he's the master of all living entities, the all spiritual souls, and he is our ever well-wisher. Then Prahlad Maharaj continued in his instructions, and uh, the next one is said, now understanding the human form of life is rare, the general tendency is look for happiness. 
but because it's part of our identity as a living and a spiritual souls, we, uh, we know that our tendency, our constitution is Sachit Ananda. Because we look for Ananda, happiness is part of our identity. So the problem is that Prahlad Maharaj pointed out that the happiness that the normal people in general, the tendency is to look for happiness based on the contact of object of the senses and the senses. So that form of that experience or that form of happiness definitely is not everlasting, it's frustrating because actually doesn't provide the real happiness that we are looking for as a spiritual soul. So Prahlad Maharaj is pointing out that clearly, if you're looking for that happiness, always will be disappointment and frustration. And from there onwards, it's building his preaching. He said, okay, that looking for happiness, in, it's, in that form to look happiness, it's an entanglement. No? Because then based on wrong understanding who you are, because you don't have clear understanding who you are as a spiritual soul, but you base your happiness based in the body, in the senses. So you're understanding who you are as considered you are the body. So your interaction with whatever is around other living entities is based on that too. False understanding your identity. And the interactions and the relationships always would be in that way. Uh, a source of miseries because it's based in wrong understanding of our self and then the functionality or the purpose of our existence. Uh, yes, and then Prahlad Maharaj also emphasized how that perception of that wrong understanding of yourself create evolved like a endeavoring for this looking for happiness and the complexions of the old societies and that end up in a family life where we hear many times and probably many of us the experience of disappointment in family life or personal families, my, my family, a different experience. And that also is a, a, a uh, prompt for all of us to Perhaps looking or questioning for what else or what other form of happiness we can look for. Because as a spiritual souls, we are always, um, uh, well, the, the nature of the impulse for looking for happiness is there. But if we don't experience that in the way how, according to the society, we've been trained or pushed. So we will always try to find different ways. And because of that intention and Krishna, that's another important factor that we always remember. As Prahlad Maharaj said, he's our well-wisher. So he will arrange ways that we will, at the end, reach him. That's another point that I wanted to emphasize the class, the class on that point because um, today text, for example, talks about the education. People who are so-called educated in our society, because we are also 
involved in this society, interacting with the society, besides of being spiritual practitioners, we have some duties, some, the influence of the society upon us, and some, can, sometimes can be confusing and bewildering. When, for example, uh, the educational system that we receive, based on misunderstanding, the, the, the same premise, the misunderstanding of who we are, and the education system based on that, always will give us frustration and, of course, miss um, wasting time in one sense. I have a degree in psychology. And uh, in my experience at the university, for example, uh, all the time, uh, because we did a lot of research, uh, the, the point was trying to innovate, looking for different knowledge, because some theories didn't work out because of the new research, you have to change the previous knowledge, so it's not valid anymore because new uh, discoveries, so it's quite wasting time in one sense. Um, and the point is, it's so ridiculous in one sense because you knew that it's wasting time, or the knowledge that you acquire is not valid anymore, and you are still engaged in looking for more and more knowledge that you know that at the, in some points would be also um, obsolete. And, but you are still pushed to look for more and more and the same cycle of wasting time. And it's that part of, it's just accumulation of knowledge that will be invalidated at some point of time. Is, and, but uh, so much the structure in society that we think that this is education, and we, we get even bewildered. I remember myself many times being, having, wow, be um, attracted and uh, impressed by people with a, a lot of source of knowledge, accumulated knowledge, but base, based on drawn understanding what actually is truth or reality, and that is the influence. Um, I went to the university while I was being Hare Krishna, with the influence of studying Prabhupada's books. So that was kind of a protection, but despite of that, many times I was confused and impressed with those expositions of knowledge that actually was wrong, and it's, it's wrong and illusionary. But the same way, for example, when we are as a devotee trying to educate kids or children, uh, we have to do good at the school, learning this knowledge, you have to have good marks, get a good position, be first in the class. Based on what? So I, what I'm pointing out this aspect is because we should not get confused with that system of the education because as Prabhupada in the purpose said, the purpose of that education is not different from the, the system of animals and uh, like a cats and dogs because it's not providing the real happiness. 
is just it's an instrument to provide the basic aspect of animalistic form of life. Because the education that we receive outside in the, in the schools, it's mainly trying to give us skills how to overlove the nature. Overloading material nature, trying to pursue more sense gratification. Again, the same principle that Pralad Mara said, the happiness coming from the contact of object of the senses and the senses. And by experience, we know that doesn't give us real happiness. But we need to learn how to interact with that too, because we understand that Krishna is the source of everything. Even that kind of knowledge, that kind of activities come from Krishna. And it has a purpose. If we use that kind of knowledge for in devotional service, like uh, the good quality of printing and the technology, I was listening in the class of Bhakta Prabhu glorifying the artificial intelligence. I tried myself to look for that. I couldn't, I was confused with all the apps, which one would be the idea. But the idea to see what can help us and assist in us in devotional service can be also uh, helpful. It's just the way how we utilize them. That is the, the, the beauty of devotional service. But despite the point in this, I thought it would be important for all of us to again revise what actually real education is. What Srila Prabhupada and Krishna himself established as a real education. Do you have any idea what is what Krishna is telling us in Bhagavad Gita especially, for example? What is real education when he talks about the most confidential knowledge, for example? Yeah? Do you have any idea what real education, what the most confidential knowledge? And probably also in the text, in the purpose mentioned, be one. What is the meaning of the word be one? Do you remember? Should I read it again? Be one, someone who is learned. Yeah, it could be. But Prabhupada said, uh, in the purpose, be The real Vivan is one who tries to understand his own position within this material world. That is the word Vivan. So, in that way, and also proper elaborating in that way, is the one who is uh, trying to understand himself, who we really are. And Krishna in Bhagavad Gita also, and this, uh, for example, in the chapter 9, the most confidential knowledge, Prabhupada, oh, Krishna directly describes what is real knowledge. Because this text talk, talks about the, the so-called educated people, those who, are knowledge, who have knowledge. So, but what actually is real knowledge? 
So Krishna and Bhagavad Gita said, the most confidential knowledge actually is open to everybody, but is the knowledge that will help you to, and to have direct perception of the self. But this direct uh, uh, knowledge of the self comes by realization. What that means is by practice. And that realization, that practice should be done in relation to devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Not just that, it's a, Krishna says that this knowledge that gives you direct perception of the self, that by realization is everlasting, is the most pure, and gives you the real happiness. You practice with joy. So we are always looking for real happiness. So by having proper understanding of who we are and engage in devotion and service, that real happiness that we're looking for will be experienced. Because the direct or perception of the self is by realization means experience in devotion and service. So that is, I thought it would be interesting to explore if you can please help me to, to, to develop this point, what is understanding ourselves as a part and partial of Krishna, living entities, and how Krishna is reciprocating in us. Because understanding ourselves is not just who I am independently, it's who I am in relationship to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Because by understanding who I am as a spiritual soul, what is my root, my cause, the, my origin, means acknowledging the existence of the Supreme Being who creates us or who is the source of our existence. So it's not like we are being created, we always been there, but we, we, have, we are part of a, a uh, the whole person that is Krishna, and then we have a relationship with him. By acting in that way, the real happiness would be experienced, it would be manifested in us. So, uh, this last weekend, um, His Grace uh, Mahatma Prabhu was conducting a retreat and, uh, well, because we hold also a retreat, a very beautiful retreat, along with Krishna and his devotees, and in the Devotees Association, the retreat on Saturday with um, Burjan Prabhu. I thought it would be nice if we can talk some points about it, how the real happiness come by being engaged in what is natural of, uh, in us, with our real identity, emphasizing our nature and how naturally come that experience of happiness. But this also can be enhanced, or is enhanced, sorry, only by the blessings and the help of advanced devotees. Uh, I was listening Mahatma Prabhu retrieve online yesterday, for example. 
and uh, he was emphasizing how Krishna is making all the arrangements, everything, for us to come back to him. The fact that <clears throat> we are right now here is all orchestrated by Krishna's uh, hands, Krishna's desire. It's not by chance that we are here. He arranged everything from the very beginning in our life, what are the process of the step that we have to pass through to coming close to him. And he arranged today to be, all of you, all of us, to be here. And he is also arranging more and more steps for our future growing in a spiritual life. So he's taking direct care of that. <coughs> and uh, why? As Prelet Maharaj said, he's our well-wisher. And out of love for us, he is ready to do everything. So the only thing that for us uh, to do is just to depend on his um, merciful, caring arrangements. In the retreat of, uh, on Saturday, for example, uh, when I was trying to do my meditation through reading, I was praying, so Prabhupada, Krishna, what do you want me to do or to read? And I, so I opened Bhagavad Gita. It was chapter 2. And text 45 and 46. So I thought, okay, why t chapter 2, Krishna? It was just a little bit more like Sankhya, about the soul and uh, the body. And so I thought, to me, it's more philosophical, but I was looking for something more sweet in the sense of devotion and service, more. I, couldn't, I cannot find a way, but I didn't want a dry philosophy that Sankhya for me is like that. I like philosophy, but why Krishna, the second chapter, the spiritual soul, changes of body? But then I just kept reading, and it was there that nectar, that Srila Prabhupada in the purpose explained how he built up the secret of happiness by being engaged in devotional service, but uh, more than that, Prabhupada explained that the, the success in the spiritual life base, it's based on learning to depend on Krishna's uh, sweet, he said, sweet good will. Because he will take care of us. And it was, it was there in the chapter 2 where Sankhya, the philosophy is there. But Prabhupada was talking about the sweet goodwill of the Lord. And if we learn to depend on Krishna's sweet will, sweet goodwill, we will be able to have success in our spiritual practice. And also he, as, as Mahatma Prabhu said, he is very much invested in our well-being in our happiness. He is arranging everything for us. And we just need to, to appreciate all the arrangements. And naturally, we will feel gratitude, encouragement, and happiness. And 
be more enthusiastic in doing or being engaged in devotional service. Because we have the certainty that Krishna is investing on us. Not on this body, and not in the concept of who we are, like uh, Madhu Manjari have this female body and uh, living in Melbourne, not on that way. It, it's in the concept of I'm his a spiritual soul, I'm part of him. And uh, that being, that as a spiritual being, we are all amazing because we share the same nature of Krishna. And Krishna is attractive to that, at that amazing nature of us. And if we really understand that point, so we will, we will be more enthusiastic and realize that aspect of that is there in us. And Krishna is very supportive to, for us to work on that, helping us in working in that real identity, and it's based on love. Love of him towards us, and us the growing and developing that love towards him, and also respect to ourselves, understanding who we really are. In that way, for example, when in the verse, Prahlad Maharaj explained that division, that when we understand the so-called education, it's uh, in our society, the tendency is this is mine and this is others, me and others. That division is because of ignorance. But when we understand who we are, that we share that nature as a spiritual soul, so there is no more that division. Because all of us, we have the same nature, so we are equal. <laughs> Equality it would be present. And, but the idea is to support each other in realize that spiritual nature that is part of us. It is, well, actually, we are that. I don't know, maybe it's too exciting that point for me, but I just want to stop at this point. Anyone want to do any comment, any questions? I apologize, I didn't prepare enough for this class, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Any questions? Yes, Sylvia. Thank you for your questions. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Mataji. Thank you for the wonderful class, Mataji. Mataji, you mentioned how we read in books how that this world is full of miseries, the Kaliyam, Mashashwatam, and Krishna has made this world for us to just suffer in it. But then how come we still get happiness in it? Because we see most of the times we're happy and only a few times we come with sad and morose. So how come we still get the happiness? Yeah, um, that immediately comes to my mind, the, the text in Bhavata, second cap, uh, chapter of Bhavad Gita, that um, the perception of happiness and distress is just a mental aspect, you, you remember? It's Matras Prasas to count ya, Sitosna Shukka Sukkada, We need to tolerate those changes of summer and winter and things because the perception of happiness and stress is just mental. So when we, well, doesn't mean it's not, uh, 
at, the, at that point, it doesn't mean it's real. It's not real. It's something that we experience according to our level of consciousness. But um, if we gradually try to awaken our real understanding about our nature and try to live based on that, and learning to tolerate the happiness and tristness because that will come. Our previous karma, previous activities, so that will produce, that it's already there. So it will come. It's just a question for us to accept and not be uh, too much involved on in that. Because like they come, they will go. Happiness and distress is part of the life experience. But why or how we can try to, we can prevent to be much involved or affected for that is by gradually realizing who actually we are and live based on that. And the experience of being in the association of devotees, engaged in devotion and service, gives you that opportunity. Uh, my personal experience is that when I'm much more focused on actually who I am, as a spiritual soul, give me the strength to a little bit to um, be away, aloof from what externally is happening, even in the body. It's hard, it's not easy, but it is possible. And of course, always uh, with the support and health, loving care of devotees. If that will help you to answer that question, thank answer you. your question. Yes, Mataji, yeah. thank you. And again, all this is orchestrated by Krishna's hands. Not because he wants us to suffer and he gives us miseries, because he sees a big picture. Sometimes experience difficult situations make us stronger, give us skills or give us the opportunity to develop skills that in the future we will be, we will see the better use of that. It's needed for better activities. So through difficult situations, we develop skills, favor of good positive skills. If we go through that, so we need just to change our perspective of difficult situations, not like a negative situation. Change. Oh, this is an opportunity for me to develop good things, good skills, learning something from these difficult situations. Okay? Thank you. Any other question? Chandrika Priya Mataji? Thank you, Mataji, for the nice class. Actually, I was just thinking that in our discipline session about real education, yeah. because we have uh, Gorika Shortas Babaji who did not have my, I heard that he didn't have a material education, mm. and uh, you know, but uh, spiritually he, you know, he was uh, like uh, most advanced. And then we have the example of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Shri Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Maharaj, and that they they were very like um, scholarly, I would say, like you know, very good. <coughs> material education and um, but at the same time how they sort of used it for spiritual life which was mainly preaching I guess yeah, yeah. so I was just thinking about education like um, 
because we discussed about the real education and mm. yeah. Thank you. I, I would say, for example, in the case of a scholarly uh, prepared like a Batimun uh, attacker, it's nothing wrong with that in the sense that uh, they have the power and the capacity to utilize those those knowledge for devotional service, and in our case. Because we live, uh, we interact in the society, we need to utilize that knowledge also and be mindful how we can use it in devotional service or as a support to our devotional service. In your case, your PhD, okay? and the job that facilitates that knowledge to you, it's facilitating you to be engaged in devotional service. So it's a support means for you to be engaged in devotional service that you, in that sense, yeah, whether utilize of those resources. Is that okay? Thank you for pointing out that. Yes, uh, Maggie Mataji. Hi, Krishna. Thank you so much for the class. Um, at the beginning of the class, you were saying how the human form is so important because we're able to perform devotional service. Is that a reason why the cows are so important to Krishna too? Because they're able to serve him through providing milk and for mm. working with the land and providing grains? Is that one of the reasons why they're so precious to Krishna as well? <coughs> oh, you mean the cows? Mm. <coughs> Um, I would say yes, mm. it, they are very practical in devotional service mm. because Krishna is very much attracted to the milk products. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say more than being cows, it's the attitude mm. because they live in, besides, beyond that cow form of life is the, the spiritual soul. That. Um, the spiritual soul is so much in love in the Krishna's pastimes, in the description, it's so much in love with Krishna, the quality of the milk that provides, it's full of love and it's so much attractive and tasty. Mm -hmm. So because we have many cows, unfortunately, they are not properly used, utilized nowadays in Kali Yuga and sometimes the milk is utilized for doing no favorable <laughs> things and um, the way how the technology and human beings utilize those uh, cows with our spiritual knowledge. Uh, so th those cows, unfortunately, they are not engaged in devotional service, you want to say. So even the cows can be engaged in devotional service if the human being who is taking care of them is a spiritual enlightened person, then they, he will be able to engage them also in devotional service. Mm -hmm. So more than the physical human being or animal form of life is the soul. For Krishna, for Krishna more important is the soul. And the soul, if it's advanced in his spiritual knowledge and in relationship with Krishna, despite of him, the f different form of life, they will be looking for and be engaged in devotional service, like how we were mentioning some dogs, for example, the pastime of Lord Chaitanya, and uh, in many 
community of devotees as well, some cows among the maybe many of cows, few of them they come to listen Bhavatan class for example. Mm -hmm. Some cows in, in the temple, I, I heard in one farm they have nice temple and some windows and the cows are roaming around but few of them, one or something like that, is just coming every time to the Bhagavatam class and listening through the window, all his mouth is out inside, listening. It's special among the cows, for example. And uh, what else? I heard some pastimes, even dogs going to Harinam. Here we have a devotee, you know, Janardan, I think is his name. And also in South America, when I, we were in Brazil, I think, uh, one of the temple devotees, we used to go to Harinam, and one dog joined the, a street dog, a little bit not so <laughs> dirty and not so look, good looking, joined the Harinam, and when devotees went, to, went back to the temple, the, the dog wanted to follow devotees as well. Since then onwards, the dog was there, and the body sometimes pushing the dog out because they didn't know who is the owner, or it was a street dog as well, not so clean. But nevertheless, the dog was all the time there, all the time, until he passed away. But all the time in Harinam, looking after the devotees, looking after the temple. I, I, used, I, I used to wake up the Lordship uh, sometimes at 3, 3.30 in the morning, from the ladies' ashram to the temple, we have to walk like a two two blocks, and then sometimes dark. But the dog Harinam was his name. The devotees gave the name. The dog was uh, guarding the ladies going to the temple. Oh, in my case, no, going to the temple. And sometimes you meet you you encounter some people not so favorable. But because the dog barking, protecting the body, and I was having that experience, feeling the protection of the dog Harinam, when I was going to the temple early in the morning, so engaged in devotional service as well. Very rare, but they are there, special. But it's the spiritual soul that is engaged, or is in that form of life, in that body. And the mercy of devotees and Krishna arranging. It's for us to appreciate the power of devotional service that's beyond external circumstances. But as Pralyan Maharaj says, the ideal form of life, the most conducive form of life, is human form of life. Because you have the consciousness and the capacity to orientate, to focus your activities based on that higher goal of life. As a human, as an animal form of life, you are more uh, directed by the impulse, instincts. But as a human form of life, you have the capacity to orientate consciously towards higher principles, not just instincts. So, and that is for that reason is the benefit is higher from the human form of life. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Thank you for the question. Thank you for your time. Hare Krishna. Grantara Srimad Vavatanki. Jai Shila Prabhupada Ki. Jai Gaura Premanandi. Hari Hari Yoh.